Well, good morning, everybody. <clears throat> Let's try that again. Good morning, everybody. I'm Larry Jacobs. This is Pre-K-12 Education Talk Radio on uh, December 16th. It's a Friday, 2022. The fr- I guess, well, no, two Fridays before Christmas. Christmas is Sunday this year. And as many of you know, and I think we're going to talk to Evan in Arizona today, just so he knows this here in Maine. It's snowing pretty good. We're supposed to get six to ten. 10 inches here in southwestern Maine in the foothills of the White Mountains, which is really beautiful. Okay, so uh, we like it anyway, and maybe we're fools. Don't ask me again when when in February. I'll change my mind by then. Anyway, today we've got a wonderful show. We're going to talk about something called nano-learning. That's N-A-N-O, nano-learning, and how it applies to professional learning for educators and Once we get that set, how it might be used in the classroom as well to help certain students actually learn a little bit better. It's really interesting. Again, it's nano-learning. And Evan Bruss and Brittany Peterson, two of my friends from BoxLight at BoxLight.com, a terrific company, they have something called EOS Education, and that's what this nano-learning is a part of. So it's it's all good stuff, and I have it linked over here. On the website as you're listening, if you want to learn more when we're done, we're going to archive the show over at a-ed.org. That's exactly what we do every day. a-ed.org is our home website for American Consortium for Equity in Education. We do a lot over there. We have a seltoday.org. It's all linked over there. Teacher-retention.com. Our, we're proudest of our magazine, which is called Equity and Access. And just click on the cover. You'll see the cover there and uh, enjoy it. Okay, when you read it, it's an excellent issue, i got to tell you. Then, of course, all the podcasts are there as well. Everything's linked. You'll see it all. Go over, check it out. Everything we do is free for educators. So please sign up with us. Join our Consortium for Equity. It gives you a subscription to the magazine. We'll get the link to your inbox each time we publish. And uh, please join in with us because we are really concerned about all the things we're concerned about. And there's a lot to be concerned about these days in education. But there is help on the way. And on that note, let me bring on my two guests, okay? And I've got to ask Evan here. Well, usually start ladies first. Hold on, Britt. Evan, are you in Arizona? Um, you're very close. I have you? all my coworkers in Arizona, but I moved last year to Colorado. So we don't oh. have six to ten inches here, but uh, the ground is white. Uh, so <laughs> what, the weather was actually one of the main reasons I decided to, to move because, yeah, you know, Arizona winters are really very nice, but Arizona summers – no, are like our winners, <laughs> are like Bain winners. Exactly. Everybody you stay inside the hell out. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's true. Where are you in Colorado? I am in the Denver metro, so it's kind oh, of the enough. southeast corner there. I can see yep. some mountains, but it's still a bit of a hike to get to them. That's, you know, seeing those mountains is a beautiful, beautiful thing. Okay, in Denver. Absolutely. Brittany, it is. And welcome yes. to the show, Evan. Okay, Brittany, how are you? It's Larry here. How you doing? Hey, Larry. Good morning. Good morning. I do not have any snow on the ground. I'm actually in Georgia, um, Atlanta, Georgia here, so no snow on the ground, and it's clear as day, and I, I don't think I've ever got to experience any snow because I come from California. I'm from Southern California there you go. originally, so. There you go. Of course, of course, the funniest thing, if, if you had the snow we're having today in Georgia, they'd be running for their lives. Okay, well, you had clear oh. inches snow. You're ready to do, uh, go berserk. Okay, so we got ten inches oh, coming today, which is which is a which is a flurry here in Maine. 
Okay, uh, just kidding. It's a good it's a good size yeah. storm. It's great. Okay. And Britt, welcome to the show. Evan, welcome. And by the way, everybody, we were supposed to do the show a couple of days ago. We had a tech glitch and you guys are wonderful to allow me to do it today with you because I was really I'm really looking forward to this conversation. So thanks guys for helping me get this together in such a short period of time. After the incredible as usual tech glitch okay i hate those things all right all right so I'm, I'm, we know I, how I it know. goes and we no, appreciate we, it. believe me believe me you know it but it just it still aggravates me when it happens okay i don't know who to start with okay so our ladies first and you want to pass this one over to evan you can you guys both work for eos education what's that eos stand for Brittany? eos it's actually it's it's actually EOS education. So it's oh, thank just you. to let you know, it's not thank an acronym. You. So it's just EOS. Yeah, got you. It's just EOS education. Yeah, I work here in Atlanta with uh, a certain school district um, being their team lead for uh, the digital learning specialist. Excellent. Excellent. That's great. So now tell me, ES education, okay, that's part of Boxlight. Stay with me, Britt. That's part of Boxlight, right? Yes, it's the Professional uh, Development Division of Boxlight. Thank you. That's what I was trying to get. Okay. EOS, that's EOS, not an acronym. I thought it was EOS Education. Box, EOS. Boxlight. EOS. EOS. What did I say? I did it again, didn't I? <laughs> it's okay. It's sorry about that. I'm ways, sorry. Keep, keep correcting me. You know, keep correcting me. Okay, please. Okay. <laughs> EOS Education. <laughs> Melissa sent it to him, sent me the sheet. I have to tell you, she capitalized it all. That's why I'm doing that, okay? That's why I'm doing it. Is it all capitals? When you guys do it, is it all capitals? No, I got to ask. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Totally there you go, okay? But it's EOS. EOS. Okay, EOS Education, part of Boxlight, Boxlight.com. Okay, check that all out. I got everything here linked, okay, just so you know. All right, now. Uh, well, now I'll swing over to Evan. Evan, nano learning, which to me is fairly fascinating. It's N A N O, okay. And I think this mm-hmm. is pretty cool. All right, tell me, tell me, define nano learning. So nano learning would be either a short video or a small snippet of text. Uh, the the key here is that the learning has to take place in a very short. So yeah. we're we're talking like two, maybe maximum 10 minutes, but that's kind of pushing it. Um, this is really it's kind of born of the Internet age, right? That yeah, people are yeah. browsing through videos, hopping around from place to place, and this is a way to grab them while they're there for a few minutes here and there. Um, I think it's most often referenced with, along with something like YouTube or TikTok, um, although some TikToks are even a little too short for that, but uh, that is the general idea there. Yeah, and, you know, I, I was thinking about this. You know, a lot of people I, – I, I was trying to put this into perspective as I was planning for this show. People always say, and I want you to talk about this, both of you, that, you know, one-off professional development – I agree with this – one-off professional development usually doesn't work, okay? It, it, every, everything takes time to absorb, okay? And you have to get used to it. There's a, there's, there's a, there's a, a trend in there how to do it, all right? But we are in, like you just said, Evan, an Internet age. And because of the age we live in, attention spans are shorter. They really are. And also, there's, there are always time pressures, particularly in our case, we're Education Talk Radio, on educators. The time pressures are enormous. 
Okay? So when I read about nano learning, I just thought, this is a good idea for the day and age we live in. And I'm curious. I'll stay with Evan. Evan, how did this develop? And I know you taught. That's why I started off talking about Arizona. You started, you, you taught and developed courses at Arizona State. And just, just talk about all this. You know, you're known for your innovative thoughts and, and how to teach. Evan. Yeah, absolutely. I think you hit the nail right on the head there. Uh, Thanks, I appreciate that. This is really, it's something that just needs to be taken into account now that, as you said, attention spans have just gotten shorter and shorter. I feel that myself in my everyday life. It's just like bouncing around yeah. from one place to another here. And um, and you're you're right about that repeated exposure to learning concepts, right? As educators, you know, we often work with, teachers in the capacity of being adult learners for that day. And I don't think any of them would teach a class where they introduce a concept once and then move on and never talk about it again. Yeah. Uh, that's just right. not how people learn. You know, it's, it's impossible. And I don't Good really point. know why uh, we would expect anything else of teachers or adults in that context. Um, so, you know, uh, going back to my work at ASU, you know, it's, it's been yeah. a few years, but Pre-COVID, uh, ASU was one of the first places to start really seriously investigating online learning because, you know, the, the online school at ASU was really taking off and the enrollments were going up and we, well, I worked in the biology department and we oh, wow. actually implemented wow. the very first online biology course um, and then into the very first online biology major. So if you think about all the things a, a pre-med student might do and how to translate those into just working online, well, one of the things we discovered right off the bat that you really do not want to do is have a lecture. You know, we've all probably uh, sat through college lectures that are yes, rambling have. and boring and take a while yes, to have. get to the point, and they just read paragraphs upon paragraphs. You know, that is exactly sure. what you don't want to do, especially in an online context. So when we are reaching remote learners, you really have to condense things down and you have to have short, usually uh, a little hook in there, some humor to get people interested or involved. And then, um, you know, intersperse that with short activities, assessments along the way, break it up. And that really has much better results in the long run than expecting someone to sit through that. a 50 minute video. I, I, I believe that. I believe that because, as I said, we're 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 becoming a different species in terms of our attention span. Okay, and we need frequency. That's what it's called in advertising. We need frequency. All right, uh, you have to. Mm -hmm. It has, but you need it in shorter bursts because, as I say, time pressure and everything else is just. This is this is really interesting. So thank you. That was good, Evan. So now, Brittany, how do how are you guys getting this in the schools? What, what's, the, what's the game plan? Now, I know it's in schools and in school districts. Okay, but how does it work once it's in? And, just, and how long has it been around? I have to ask that too. EOS, EOS <laughs> Education over at Box Lake. Good. I got that right. By the way, Britt, I got that right. EOS, EOS Education. Yes, you did. Got that. I'm learning. Because <laughs> yes, you, yes, you, you told me in a short span. You told me quickly and in a short span. It worked. Okay. Exactly. We're right. We're right on topic here. We're right on topic you're, here. You're doing um, great. Go ahead, Britt. So how's it? How's it all come together in, in a school? How do they find out about it? Um, I hope everybody's listening and finding out about it. How do they get in touch? with what actually happens, Britt? I have a very unique experience. 
since I do work directly with teachers one-on-one in yeah. the schools, uh, what we usually do is we're meeting with teachers virtually. We're meeting with teachers uh, in person, group sessions, one-on-one sessions with teachers. But a big uh, draw for that is to show them something immediately that they can implement, and it's not too difficult. Oh, well. I, like, immediately show them. It's like bringing Christmas to a group uh, PD, <laughs> uh, making sure it's short and sweet and brief and, like, look at this amazing thing I can do in five minutes. And wow. then what I get to do is then follow up with the teachers. That's why I get that really great relationship with teachers because then it's like, remember I came on the 5th and I showed you how to do that really small thing in Google. All right, well, let's let's continue on with that. Do you want to learn more about this? So it's really about that repeated contact right afterwards and building the relationships with teachers and them having the autonomy to want to learn more. So a lot of the times our teachers are extremely busy. Their uh, collaborative planning schedules are jam-packed. And so when they get the choice to come and meet with me as a, a digital learning specialist, they are there because they want to be there and they want to learn, and that makes uh, learning more enjoyable for both of us. And, and so, Britt, how is, uh, how is Boxlate using this? Okay, Boxlate's a good company. People need to go over there, boxlate.com. they got a lot of great stuff. Are you guys, and you're good friends of mine, are, are, are you guys using this? Okay, uh, to to give professional development about Boxlight products alone, or are you using it for a broader professional development idea that affects everything uh, a teacher might do in a given day over the course of time? Yes. Our offer to teachers and school districts is extremely rich, and it goes beyond the Boxlight products. Um, so rich. whatever is – <laughs> whatever's going on in that school district, maybe they adopted a new LMS. That's where EOS Education exactly. comes in and yeah. helps. Yep, uh, helps uh, that transition for that LMS. Also with Google Workspace products as well. So we we're not just a box light uh, professional development. We're all the way around. That that is that is good. That's a, that's a very important point. And again, again, Boxlight. You know, you uh, Boxlight's one of the companies. You buy something for them, and they don't race out the door and leave leave it hanging. They're good professional mm-hmm. development people with the products. But this goes even beyond that. Okay, it, it's it, mm-hmm. it's really something. And and I have to ask. I'll swing back to Evan. Evan, because you you design courses down at ASU, and you're doing this now. Okay, um, how do when when you go with a to a school district, let's just say Denver Public Schools, since you're there, okay? Denver Public Schools signs up for, for EOS, all right? Now, do you talk to them about what they need, or do you just have a set series of courses that they will be using? How's it work in that oh, regard? It's very customizable and based on their needs. You know, this is definitely not a, a one-size-fits-all program. You know, Brittany works over in Atlanta, and we have other folks working in the Phoenix area, and they are doing very, very different things on a day-to-day basis because they're huh. different school districts and they have different needs. You know, exactly. Uh, one district might be using Google. One district might be using Microsoft products. And so, you know, we adapt and meet people where they are. If we were starting to work with somebody like Denver Public Schools, you know, I, I've done some trainings here and there with them. And, oh, sure. you know, that's always step one is to meet and talk about what they need. Um, hopefully get multiple stakeholders involved, you know, admin, obviously, but teachers who are actually using the product day-to-day, what are their questions, 
is, you know, they're not always aligned perfectly. People in the classroom have, you know, questions and needs that don't arise when it comes to sort of the district-wide conversation. So we always try to address whatever people are really most focused on or most in need of. And I know Brittany does a really great job of that on the ground in Atlanta. And we try to do the same with our online resources. You know, we don't have that sort of sustained um, overall relationship because many of these resources are just posted online. And so, unfortunately, I don't always have the best view of who's looking at them, but we do our best to provide a wide variety of products and different types of, you know, approaches to getting at that, both through courses and videos and all that um, that we make available to teachers. And, you know, I, I was I, I got the feeling, and I want to I want to ask this specifically. Okay, I, I got the feeling this was all online, but what you just said, Evan, said it, it, I think I'm wrong. Okay, some of it's online or can be all online. Brittany, you you work are, when you work? Are you working non remotely? Actually, right there, physically with teachers. I. I am Talk about hybrid. that. So yeah, so being I hybrid am, again. Like a bad science fiction novel. I am hybrid. The sequel. I am yeah, a hybrid. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, for me, that looks uh, pretty much like we said, just meeting teachers where they are and trying to fit into their schedules and offering them both in in person and uh, remote options seems to be working really well for us. Uh, if it is something that's in person, I usually go to schools very often throughout the week, stop in to meet with teachers one-on-one, or if it is something oh. that's already planned pre-scheduled, I would be offering training there. And I, my, my thing is I remember sitting in PDs, and like you said, <laughs> it's like that, that yeah. one PD, and then it's like, go ahead, implement, go be great. Yeah, uh, that's, that's, that, that doesn't work. Um, and so that's what the purpose of this team is, is to build relationships with teachers, uh, to build their skill set with the instructional te- technology that they have available in their classroom. And so I, I want to ask, the nan- I'm going to ask a funny question, funny way. Nano me in person, what happens with a, 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 a nano learning in person? Nano learning in person. That's that Christmas present I'm bringing right in the first five minutes of any PD. <laughs> I'm showing you, uh, you. You're laughing, and I'm telling you, it is like a magic trick. I know. Trick. It's, it's literally I love, I love your in. I love your uh, analogy, your Christmas <laughs> analogy. Yeah. It, it's, it's literally coming in, and instead of, hey, you know, I'm here to do all these things, I'm going to – I pretend to be a magician. I like to call myself Oxide Brittany. I come in, and I'm like – Here's, uh, I do something on the interactive flat panel and something they never knew that they could do. And they're like, how did you do that? And it could be just as simple wow. as pinning, pinning the keyboard to the bottom of the screen where they don't have to bend down to type. And they're like, uh, and then it's like the hook for them. And it's like, all right, yeah. you learned this one little skill. I'm ready to show you more. Wow. You know, you just... So many. It's so easy to make simple changes that make have so much impact. I'm just laughing here because I'm thinking of all the things when that happens to me. You know. And by the way, I absolutely love your enthusiasm. Okay, you were just uh, you're just sparkling over there. I got to tell you, Thank it's, you. it's, it's Thank just you. terrific. Okay, um, nano learning. Let me go back to Evan now, the non-sparkler, if I may. Okay, you can't sparkle as much as Brittany does, Ev. Okay, Ev, no Evan. Problem. None of, no, no offense to you at all. Okay, she's a sparkler. 
All right. Um, you know, all this is good. But how are, now, I, I'm going to ask this in two ways. How are you measuring? How are you assessing that this is working? And there's two ways to do that. One is formally with real assessments, feedback, and all that. The other one is more anecdotal. Okay, which I kind of like that one, where people say, this was terrific, all right? And you get that feeling. But, Evan, as you go through your job, how do you assess that the nano learning, which, again, I think is pretty cool, okay, is, is, is working? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and it? I think that's a great question because that is actually one of the big challenges when you are dealing with nano learning because these are meant to be such short, you know, sweet bite-sized chunks you don't always have that follow-up opportunity or the ability to add in more like something like a formal assessment. So when we are doing our online programs, we have a variety of longer courses, and that doesn't mean that you necessarily have to take them in one sitting. We always encourage people to break these up and you know, perform their own nano learning in there. But in there, we do have more formal assessments, some knowledge checks broken in. The key here is to introduce them often and uh, scattered throughout the education. You know, you don't want to have just one long assessment at the end because that is really, people are going to skip that. If they even make yeah, it to it, they're not going to bother. Yeah, exactly. They're not reflecting on what happened at the beginning. Okay, mm -hmm. when you do that at the very end, you know, you lose the beginning, so to speak. It, it's why people, that's the same reason why people always remember high school more so than they remember elementary school, because that's the last thing you do. Okay, and you, that's the way you remember your, your education, okay, about how you were mm -hmm. in high school. All right, but a lot of that happened 12 years earlier. Okay, you just don't read. It's, yeah. it's not it's not top of mind. The same thing with assessment. I, I like what I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I just wanted to make that no. point a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And when we're when we're doing more of an in-person PD session, we always try to have time for the people to actually work on it. You know, we can give them a short challenge. You know, you saw how I did something. Now it's your turn. Go up to the panel. Try this out. See what you can build in the whiteboarding app. You know, use these tools we just did. Hmm. Um, how would you measure a shape? How do you change the color? All these things that are really very informal assessment, but it's just observation and, you know, providing that little bit of extra feedback or assistance when they need it. Uh, but the key there, you know, all teachers know this. You got to get the people up. You got to get them active. You got to get them actually engaged in the material instead of just being talked at, which unfortunately is yeah. too often how it seems to go. Yeah, it, it 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 really is. It really is. It talked to me. This is. A, I mentioned this at the beginning, okay. And Evan, I'll stick with you on this one. Why not? Okay. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, we're talking about professional development here, professional learning. All right. But people are. If people, when we lead by example, if this works, and I believe it probably does. Okay, I can't believe it doesn't. All right, then teachers might want to apply that to the to the work they're doing with their students. Okay, mm -hmm. and talk about how uh, how are you working? I'm going to ask Brittany the same question. Are the teachers taking what they're learning as as nano learning and saying, "Wait, but this will work with my kids too"? What are you hearing on that? I believe that they are. You know, these are very widely applicable concepts. You know, I think many teachers have already adapted, especially post-COVID, because 
we've already had to do the hybrid learning. We've already had to be yeah. sort of video teachers for a while. And so, yeah. you know, the, the options there for nano learning in the classroom, you know, using the readily available resources that are all out there, you know, there's really great stuff on YouTube, Khan Academy. They're all employing this too. Um, just to have that little short hook and then um, a few snippets of information and then you're on to trying a short activity. You know, it could be, you know, creating your own little presentation or building a slideshow or, you know, if the students are a little more advanced, recording their own content in something like uh, Flipgrid or one of those options. Mm -hmm. So there's really a ton that teachers can do with this. It's really how you plan out your lessons, right? It, it's not necessarily using the technology to accomplish this, but it's, you know, chunking the activities and making sure that students are being, you know, asked to actually engage with the content frequently, but for a brief period of time. And then you, you reconvene and the teacher, you know, checks over what people are working on and, you know, maybe goes in slightly different directions depending on where people are going. You know, that's one of the other advantages of nano learning is that because everything is so short and so fast paced, you can adapt on the fly and you can offer mm. different things in place of, you know, your standard long lesson plan. Uh, That's you interesting. Can swap it out a bit. Yeah. So it's really interesting. Brad, what are you finding? Are the teachers, do the teachers see the advantage of a nano type of um, pedagogy into their own classrooms? What are you finding, Britt? Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I would say um, absolutely because I believe teachers are understanding that their students are TikTok, social media, you know, so yeah. their yeah. attention spans are, are short as well. So they're taking what they're learning um, from us and then implementing that with their students. And this can be seen as, I believe Evan just said, like video recording, one of the features that we do uh, as a DLS team here in Atlanta is showcase uh, the LMS's new features, and this could be video quizzes. And I often use videos to and send those to teachers and embed qu uh, quiz questions in them so that they learn how to do uh, the specific feature that I'm teaching, and then they go back and do the same, uh, implement the same video quiz for their own students. So this is a trickle-down effect. So they are taking what they're learning and then implementing it in the classroom. It's really cool. I got to tell you, it's really a different way. And you know, I, I say this a lot. I know a lot of educate. I don't mean to uh, come down on element on education professors, but a lot of education professors are still lecturing. Okay, but we don't want that to happen. Okay, inside a classroom. Okay, in K twelve, uh, we have instead of the, the old we don't have the sage on the stage. We have the guide on the side. Okay. And I always say that future teachers will learn by example. The education professors, if I may, have to teach them the way they're going to teach, okay, in schools, and they'll, they'll, they learn by example. And it's the same thing here, okay? When EOS goes in and works so well, and it does work so well, all right, the teachers begin to understand that, wait, I can do the same thing with my kids, all right? And I know there's a difference between, quote, androgy and, and androgy, I can't remember the word, and pedagogy. Andragogy and pedagogy, adult education and, and, and child education. But there's, the difference is there, but still, we're in the age we live in, okay? And when, when you go in and you do this right and you can see how it works, you can sense inside yourself how well it's working, you carry that in, 
okay, to your classroom. This is really, really an interesting thing, and it's a thing. How, you know, Evan, how, how new is nano learning? I mean, I never heard the phrase before this week. How new is it? It is pretty new. You're right. It's it's definitely something that is coming more to the forefront. I think you're probably yeah. going to hear this term again. You know how that works anyway. Now that yeah, you've done sure. a podcast on it, you're going to see this term in of like course. in three days, and you're going to. But <laughs> exactly. Oh, I know um, that. It, yes, I'm an expert. It's something that, that yes. has really come up in the last couple of years. If you do a quick Google search, or you know, go on to to see if there's any research on this topic, it's all mostly in the last two to three years. Um, it, well, there is a sort of parallel concept called micro-learning. I think people have just decided to, to make things even smaller and go with nano wow. learning is sort of the term of the day. Uh, but this is a, wow. a, a trend that's followed the, the gradual shrinking, shrinking of attention spans over time. Yeah, it right? is. This is, it is. just gets more and more relevant. So I think you're definitely going to notice this coming up in the future. But a lot of this is sort of just, changing a small approach to how teachers are already doing things for the most part. You know, the teachers are not trying to be that stage on the stage anymore. I think that, you know, is, is especially at the elementary, the K-12 level, uh, it's really just not the way we approach things anymore. And uh, maybe the, the colleges are a little further behind, but they're working on it. Um, it was definitely, definitely they work an, on it. an initiative over at ASU, so. They yeah, they got to work on. They got to work on in the education schools. Yeah, it's that. It, it, it's that simple. And you know, it just it just works. And for you guys to recognize that it works in PD is really important. Okay, because again, the, the world is changing, and we got we got to adapt to the world we're in. Okay, the old methods may not be working so well anymore. Thank you, Brittany. Thank you, Evan. This was thank wonderful. You. I'm so glad we got this together. I can't thank you enough. Thank you for having us. Don't be kidding. You're Thank always you, welcome here. It was a lot of fun. Okay. Okay. It was fun. It was fun. I really, really appreciate it. So both of you, have a good holiday. Okay? It's a week away. Get your Christmas shopping done. Brittany, is your Christmas <laughs> yeah, shopping well. done? Is, is Christmas, Christmas shopping, shopping done, done, Brittany? It's Evan? done, and I'm lighting up the no, whole neighborhood with Christmas lights right now. So there you go. Good. good enough. Oh, good for Evan. you. I got Evan? one present left to buy, but I know oh, exactly where to get it. No, okay, good. All there there you go. There you go. Then yeah. you, you, you're well, on your way. No, too. Hopefully yeah, you don't we, have anywhere to work. go. I'm snuggling inside today. We got the fire going in the wood stove. All is well here in Maine. Okay, thanks, guys. <laughs> have a great weekend and a happy holiday. Take care. Bye bye. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Bye. Good people. That's Brittany Peterson and Evan Bruss from. Boxlight, okay, which is boxlight.com, but this is their EOS Education PD division. EOS Education, again, I have it linked over here. All right, we're going to archive the show at ace-ed.org. Have a good weekend. You too. Get your Christmas shopping done, okay, and then we'll see you on Monday. I'm Larry Jacobs. Have a good weekend.